The Effenrad Snowboard Podcast is presented by Vans. Hey listeners, Effenrad has been hosting the Plug Podcast for the last few weeks in an attempt to amplify black voices and raise money for stoked.org, which is a great organization that brings underserved youth into the skateboard, snowboard, and surf communities around the United States. We sold over 100 tickets to the fundraiser draw, and with our friends at Vans matching the first $2,000, that puts us at about two grand. I'd like to get to 4000 and I've reached out to our sponsors. You guys know Wired Snowboards has already donated a board. Tribute Board Shop threw in a hoodie. Crow's Nest Barbershops has pledged haircuts and an awesome gift pack. And past guest Jamie Lynn has donated an original piece of his paintings. It's called Beltane, and it's an awesome one. I'll post more about it this week. And I'm excited to announce that Anon Optics has joined in the raffle. We'll be announcing the details later this week. So if you want a chance to win some of the loot plus support an amazing cause, please send $10 to effinradpodcast at hotmail.com. No limit to the number of tickets you can buy. I've sent out about a third of the stickers from the last draw. So if you're waiting on your Effinrad sticker, please send your address to me at effinradpodcast at hotmail.com so I can get them out to you. They come in black, white, blue, green, red, yellow, orange, and silver. So let me know in your email if you have a preference. I'm working on my sponsorship proposals for next season and just looking at the numbers. It's unreal that we've got listeners in 98 countries around the world. Okay, that's so fucking rad to me. I can't even believe it. I can't wait to get started on season six. I'm so excited for snow to fall and it's only July. Okay, time to hand it over to Russell. Thanks to Holden Outerwear and Offshore Shapes which are a couple of Russell's sponsors. Aaron Drapelin created original artwork for The Plug. And big thanks to you guys, the listeners. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Let's listen together. This is Russell Winfield, and welcome to Episode 4 of The Plug. This week, I'll be speaking with Utah's own Stevie Bell. Let me tell you something. Stevie is not skirt. We're going to talk about everything from sponsorships to snowboarding to the current state of affairs. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy it. Hang on, let me get. I'm gonna go outside and get situated. Oh, okay. Get your lounge on, bro. Yeah, we got a nice little patio out back. I'm about to go post up on dog. Well, I just got done mowing my backyard. I still got my middle yard and my front yard to do. Yeah, I knocked that shit out the other day, man. Not my favorite thing. No. Yeah. Cool. So, how you living, man? How's life? It's good, dude. I'm just ch- chilling. I'm back in Utah, unfortunately. It's not my favorite place to be. But uh, it's chill. It's home. We've got family close. It's just nice to raise a baby here because it's <laughs> a shitload cheaper <laughs> in oh, California. Really? Yes. <laughs> so you've been you've been splitting your time, or you've been staying in the Utah? No, we we've been in Utah pretty much since uh, last April. We moved back. Okay. Well, didn't you know you grew up pretty good in Utah? I mean, I'm sure you had struggles, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about them. But you know, you ended up solid, so that's not a bad spot. Yeah, it's not that bad. I, I think Utah's a pretty mellow place, man. It's it's uh pretty toned down um it's quiet i guess you could say mm-hmm. so what's i i watched a bit of your your bomb cast thing i've been swamped so i kind of been skimming through it 
the the bomb hole with uh with Grenier Stone and, and Grenier. Yeah. And that yeah. was funny, man. That was good. Good work. Uh, how are you how how are you doing with all this stuff that's finally bubbling over? You know, this Floyd stuff and Breonna Taylor and and now there's like all these dudes and women, black folks being hung again. Like, how are you doing with that, man? Uh, I guess the best way I can, you know, I always try to just con- uh, focus on what I can control and influence and do my part. Uh, it's unfortunate that shit still like this is happening. I think that it's, I hate to say it, but in a way it's almost kind of like a good thing because now it's time to wake even white people up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's unfortunate that it comes at the stake of somebody's lives. Um, it's just it's crazy to see that you know all this shit exists, and I think it comes from a top down approach from our, our uh, you know the piece of shit dude that's that's uh, is sitting in the president seat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you didn't see any of this shit with any of the, with the pre- previous president, but you know it's, that's neither here nor there. But um, uh, it's crazy, man. It's it's just nuts, man. It's just you gotta just protect yourself. You know what I mean? And. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. It's unfortunate times, but I think that these times are going to uh, change, man. I know that I, I follow this guy that's uh, rep- representing um, some of those people you just mentioned is, is their lawyer. And yeah. He just had a seat in the White went to the White House and met, and you know now they got the federal uh, judges or whatever coming down and, and actually start investigations. So a lot of these guys are going to get uh, in trouble for their for the crimes. Cool. Well, that's good. I mean, it's it's progress, you know. Slowly so, surely. Yeah. So you grew up like me and like a lot of the African-American or black, I just call us black people, bro. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> grew up around a lot of white people. I mean, in order to, to be real proficient, well, back when I was growing up and even when you were growing up to be real proficient at something like this, you just, you wouldn't be, uh, exposed to it unless you grew up amongst a lot of white people right like there's no like ski buses coming from the hood yet you know so you, yeah and it's expensive so what what was your experience growing up in utah i mean just give me like a broad stroke you know what i'm saying because that's that's a lot man yeah well you know i mean uncle russ russ i'm not gonna call anybody out that i would have caught in person or in their face yeah. so Preach. if they did get called out they would you know I'll, I'll tell them, they, they could call me and I'll, I'll tell them the same thing um yes, sir. but no it was chill man I, I mean i'll be honest dude it was kind of mellow like really what it is man it's like if if i knew now or you know i had the same mindset as i did when i was a kid maybe it'd be different and what i mean by that is like when you're a kid you don't really know a lot of this shit you know what i mean it doesn't really it's not on the forefront of your mind. You're too young and naive to really even understand what prejudice is or racism is. You know what I mean? You hear about it, but I mean, unless it happens to you, you don't really focus on it. You know what I mean? And I didn't really have to deal with a lot of it when I was growing up. Everything was pretty, everybody was pretty cool, especially because, you know, my, I had a brother, my little brother, Alex is pretty close in age with me. Um, he's like two years younger than me. We're always grouped together. And, you know, all the, all the people around us were, were pretty cool, man. Like we had some good people around us and we were always better than everybody else in sports. So everybody wants us around anyway. Um, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I got that card. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. Um, yeah. But it was cool. It wasn't really until I got to high school that I kind of experienced it. I was old enough to kind of understand what it was. But it was a small group of cowboys, man. And they were just hateful mostly because I was just beating their ass with the shit that they, they thought they were good at, their sports. They couldn't fuck with me. And I think that was really kind of it. But 
they didn't want none because um, I would have beat their ass too. You know what I mean? So yeah. and I wasn't very big in school. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not big right now, but I was like yeah. short and skinny. I'm just now I'm just short and stocky. You were wiry, but you were yeah. fast. Yeah, scrappy. Like and I, I'm not a fighter, <laughs> but I mean I'll definitely will scrap with you if you if you say the wrong thing. And I, they said a few things, and I you know got in the face and let them know how I was gonna go. They didn't want none, so I figured it was just talk. So I yep. never even bothered me anymore. Okay, it's interesting that you said that. Uh, they, you know, th- them dudes who, who was on you was in, and they, they were athletes too and played sports, but you were better. So that opens up a whole nother thing. Like, do you think that a lot of this racism is going down because people are afraid of losing their place? I do, in a sense. I think I think it is, but then again, I, I sometimes I ponder myself about like you know the mindset of of somebody who's you know racist. Uh, you know, I kind of wonder like what what makes somebody like that? Because if you put two kids or if you put you know kid kids from every corner of the globe in a room, they're gonna they're, they won't have any idea of what skin color is. They're all gonna play together. They have no fucking yeah. idea. They don't care. It's only when we get older. So it's something that where it's a mindset that we're taught. And so sometimes yeah. I think to myself, I'm like, what, you know, what makes somebody racist? And a lot of times what I think it is, I mean, if you look at a lot of the, the neo-Nazis and a lot of these dudes, or the, you know, that are a part of these, these gangs, but look at them. Like, they, they come from a lot of places where that might just be kind of the mindset that's been there for a couple of decades. Yeah, hundreds of years. And a lot of them look like fucking a bunch of lowlifes. So it's like they want to have something to belong to. And that's mm-hmm. what's what's around to be belong to. Like like kids want to be able, uh, you know, part of a football team, or they want to go play baseball, or you know, they want to be part of this group or that group. I just kind of think it's kind of something that that is uh, dominant in that area, and it's just something to be a part of. Because if they're not, then everybody's going to be against them, and it's kind of more like a fear factor. Like like kids join gangs in the hood, right? Yeah. The same thing. It's just something to. to be a part of. And I can guarantee you, a lot of these dudes don't really feel that way. They just feel like they have to play the part to get along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Single one of them out and see if they talk that shit. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> you see what I mean? Single them out and see if they talk that shit. Like even the videos I see today, like all the bikers and shit, and they're, they're you know what I mean, they're Confederate flags and shit. It's like, dude, I've had plenty of opportunities where I've been alone, where I've seen people with Confederate flags, and they won't even fucking look at me or say nothing. So if you're really about that life, talk that shit. I dare you. You know what I mean? So it's like when they get when they get uh, around their gang or their you know a group of people, then they're about that life, and they're like, oh, you know, then they start fucking you know pounding their chest. But it's like, bitch, you just want to be part of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're yeah. ignorant. That's, that's yep. just what you were taught. And I don't. I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, that's. I don't. I don't care because that's you know maybe that's how your parents raise you and, and whoever you know is a part of that because your ignorance is, is makes you so fucking small and minute in this world. Like, what's that really going to get you? Ain't gonna get you nowhere. It's not gonna get you shit. I I don't know very many you know rich Ku Klux Klan people. Maybe there are, but it's like you know the dudes on the top are very yeah, few of them. Yeah, that, yeah, there are a few of them, but they're you know what I mean they're and they're starting to uh, put the toe between their legs as well. Yeah, crazy. So you you also you ride dirt bikes too, right? Used to. I've been dirt bike in a little while because my. Uh, that's crazy sport. I'm not really down to get hurt really as much as I used to be, man. I used to not care, but I like to get waking up, and I'm sure you can, you know, test this, bro. But doesn't it feel good to wake up and not fucking hurt in the morning? I, I hurt every morning, but <laughs> I got you by a few years. But don't worry, you'll be here. I mean, you get well, I mean, I you hurt, but it's not like you're hurt. You know what I'm saying? You just, oh, I'm getting old, Stevie. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that that part of life, just getting old, like that's just kind of part of it. But I mean, like looking at some of the other homies that you know and friends that we grew up with, and um, you know, shredded and all, and some of them were just like their bad knees, bad elbows, bad backs. Uh, and it's just like it's crazy, man. It's like I wake up and I'm so grateful that I I feel like I'm 18 still. Yeah. So I stayed off. Yeah. The gnarly shit as much as possible. Yeah. But motorcycles are, you know, that's per that's you know, there's the steward, but that seems even less diverse and more country than snowboarding. Were you just out there riding tracks, or did you race? Did, like, how how deep did you get into that? Yeah, man, it's definitely not. That, I mean, there's some, there's def, there's definitely more diversity in motocross now. I mean, they just might not be pro, but there's some amateur kids that are of color and whatever that if that's Mexican, Asian, black, whatever. Yeah. But um, my neighbor had a dirt bike when I was a young kid, man, and I used to see him rip that shit up and down the street, man. And a couple of my neighbors and I, it was just like, man, that looks so fucking fun. I mean, oh my god. And then finally, I don't know how I convinced my parents to get me one, and I got into it pretty heavy and. A lot of the, the the kids that I grew up with already rode motocross and, and BMX, and um, part of that reason is is because literally where we grew up, across the street from my grandma's house was one of the biggest BMX tracks in Utah, Twin Peaks. Oh, and every okay. Tuesday and Thursday they'd be racing, so I mean we could you could see it and hear it, so we'd always go over there and watch. So me and my brother got involved and started whooping ass there, and it was just kind of a natural thing to go into motocross. Oh yeah. Um, and I got deep, man. I was racing, I had some sponsors, winning races. It was fun, man. That shit is. I rode all the way up until about, like, before I moved to California, I had a dirt bike. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Vincent, you can show up to a snowboard event, you ain't going to see a Confederate flag, bro. But nah. there there might be one at a moto event. You know what I'm saying? Like Only when you, like, like, in certain places, though. Like, that's that's like yeah, you're not going to see one in California. You won't see one in, I mean, I highly doubt you'd see one in Utah or Arizona or anywhere like that. It's well, Arizona, there might be one, bro, bro. Arizona. Well, there might be. I know, like I know a lot of Latino homies, like my boy Jimmy. He, him, his son raced for a long time, and they actually own some tracks. And nah, man, he ain't about that life. And I can tell you that much. A Confederate flag showed up in his shit. Jimmy's taking that motherfucker away. Yeah, cool. And probably beating your ass. Yeah, funny. So you got, you have a kid, a daughter now. Mm-hmm. How old is the kid? She's nine months old, man. That's crazy. Tear all my shit apart. Oh, you don't even know. Pull shit off shelves all day long. I just follow along and pick shit up all day. That's what it, that's what I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's different than you go from screaming fans to a screaming baby. It's a fucking crazy life. It's a whole different thing. They both want your attention, but mm-hmm. one, you know, can't live without your attention. Yeah, exactly. And it never ends. Dude. It's crazy, but it's fun, though, man. You've been there. Oh yeah, I'm through it. I got. My one daughter's 20 now, and the other one's 10. So Now they're just coming over to pick your pocketbook. That's it. They don't even got to come over no more, bro. <laughs> Apple Pay. <laughs> it's the coldest thing in the world. You don't even get to see him. Dan. Dan. <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah, they're crazy, bro. So let's talk a little bit about snowboarding and being the only – I mean – when I came up, I was black and everybody, you know, knew it. But because snowboarding was so new and still really not that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd go to the mountain and it was like, yeah, these fucking snowboarders. Oh, there's a black one. 
at least I had some comfort in knowing, you know what I'm saying? That they didn't like everybody else around me too, because they were snowboarding. Yeah. Um, so for you, um, was there like some weird, like just showing up at places? There was, you know, a few times in my career where it was like, I ran into some, some neo-Nazis like one time in Montana and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was kind of a quiet kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Is there any time for you that was just more than, uh, normally uncomfortable? I'll say. <clears throat> Not really, man. I, I think because like, right. I mean, there were some times like, and I, you know, I, I think I mentioned this in another podcast, but you know, of people just hating on me, like talking shit, um, in the, in the snowboard park, but it was just, you know, kids that were just hating because I was bettering them better than them, you know, which is, it's whatever. I'm not going to pay yeah. no attention to it. Um, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I, I really don't focus on anybody else but myself in, in that situation. I, if I'm at the park, I'm there to vibe out my homies and crews. You can talk all the shit you want. It doesn't matter to me. As soon as you come into my bubble, my space, it's going to be a different ball game. I guarantee you won't say it again. You know what I mean? But nobody, you know what I mean? I never had that situation. But it's funny, though, because you've traveled, too, but there's been some times where you show up to, like, a small-ass mountain town in Italy or some small-ass resort in, uh, or, you know, mountain town in France or, or you know, uh, Austria. Austria. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Meyerhofen and shit, and that's like, you know, you can tell people, like, what the fuck, you know? This is black they're doing here. But other than oh, yeah. that, it's just more of the, they were just kind of surprised to see me there more than yep. they were, like, hating that I was there, you know? Because yep. then it'd be, you know, at the end of the day, I'd be at the bar with the same people drinking beers raging you know what i mean i don't know it's never yeah. an issue nice do you have uh i mean how do you feel i mean like all of our friends you know well you know some of them have called me or texted me and i'm sure they've called and texted you asking hey man how are you you know um and i tell them i'm the same that i was before all this happened you know? <laughs> that's a good answer like this it's 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 not any different well it's completely different because now i feel like so in the 50s and all that when malcolm x and mlk jr did their thing and rosa parks like they had a movement and they moved racial equality the needle of racial equality a bit more towards the center um and i feel like since then it really i mean it's it's moved a little bit but not not much and then in the past four years it's 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 retreated so um i feel like that this is maybe i mean we could be witnessing some real shit right here stevie you know i i believe it could be some real deal holy field kind of uh revolution yeah for sure how do you feel about them calling and what's what's your response with with what's happening um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of a, a mixed emotion thing. Cause it's like, if I haven't talked to you in a long time and now you reach out to me just to see how I'm doing, it's kind of like, what the fuck, why the fuck are you reaching out to me just to see how I'm doing? I, I mean, just because the, you see all this shit going on, do you feel bad because you might've had taken part of this at some point in your life where you've been racing to somebody, you know, why are you reaching out to me? And it's kind of weird. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm good. And I love your answer. It's like, I'm the same as I fucking was before this happened. You know, I'm doing me. But then again, it's like some of the homies that reach out to me who I haven't talked to in a long time, it's good to hear from because I know I know their true intentions. 
I mean, like yeah. I got a good example. Pat Moore reached out to me and was, wanted to do a post, but wanted to get my permission to kind of include my name. And we had a good conversation about it. That I respected. It was dope to hear from because I know his true intentions. You, you know what I mean? I, he, he's dope. Pat Moore is boy. solid as fuck. He's just the nicest. Sick. Like, there couldn't be a better steward for snowboarding right Straight now. Straight up. 100%. And then, like, there's some other people, like, Bridges reached out and, like, Kevin. Yeah. Was, like, those guys got solid on it. But then there's just some random people who reach out to me. I'm like, dude, don't, I, I, thank you for reaching out because I respect everybody. And, you know, maybe it's, and then, then again, I got to take it from a perspective. Maybe they, maybe they really want to reach out because I genuinely feel like, holy shit, this is crazy, man. Now maybe I want to reach out to my friends, make sure they're doing okay. And that's another way to look at it. So I don't mean to, I'm not calling anybody out saying, like, don't reach out to me because that's not it at all. But it, sometimes it just kind of feels funny, if you will. You know what I mean? You're just kind of like, well, what, what are you really, why are you really reaching out, man? Do you feel bad or are you really trying to find out what's going on or why are you reaching out to me just right now? You know? Yeah. I feel you. So. And and that's how I felt as well. But then, like you, I thought of, um, I thought about it, and I was like, wait a second. Okay. Like you just said, maybe they've finally seen it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're finally ready. And it's a lot of responsibility for us, Stevie. You know? Like, we can't just do us anymore. I mean, this could be a revolution. And wouldn't you hate it, man? If you could be part of something, now, I'm not asking you to fucking pick up a gun and go to the Capitol and, and, and do some crazy shit, you know, because yeah. I'm more of an MLK Jr. activist than a Malcolm X activist, personally. Like, I'm not trying to fight nobody. I, I don't think that shit works, you know. Not I mean, at all. If, it come, if it comes down to the come down, let's go. I'm about it. But eh, I'd rather not. So, yeah. like... When when these people started texting me, I was like, you know, I was like, what the fuck are you texting? Like, bro, I've never come on with that shit. But then I was like, okay, maybe this is them turning. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody can change anybody but themselves. And yeah. so then I was like, okay, you know, it's my responsibility to 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 be like, I'm good, man. I'm no different than I was three weeks ago, and this is why. You know? Yeah. Blah blah blah. So yeah, for sure. It's a, it's, yeah. I guess you just kind of like like we're saying, just look at it both ways, and um, I guess I can just appreciate that they're reaching out. I guess you know. Yeah, because it's not what's happening right now. I believe that that kind of uh, determines it's what happens in six months, one yeah. year, three years, five years, ten years, three generations. You know that it's going to determine what the real intentions are for people now. And it's crazy, yeah. but it's, you know. Yeah. I know. It's like, I want to see how people are, are, are going to react. You know what I mean? Are they going to go back so they just don't give a shit ways in about a couple months if this all blows over? Or is this going to be a new change? You know? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And o- only thing you and I can do is do our part. And then, you know, once you've done your part, it's off you. You did yours. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, with all these, I've heard there's so much propaganda and conspiracy shit going on right now that it's tough to know what's real. Like, I've, I've heard crazy shit, like, that the neo-Nazis and the, and the white supremacists have been loading the police officers, police, police force, over the past several years. I, mean, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know for a fact that it's true, but... I'm not saying that it's a lie. I can no. see that being 100% true. 
That's why it's like I saw a video of this little girl walking through a rally today, and that she's walking down the street in like this, like you know, Nazi shit that's going on with bikers, and they fucking hit her to the side, and there's cops standing around, and it's like, dude, if you're if you're sworn in to protect and serve, you need to be jump on their ass right away, arrest them, take that little girl and protect her. They did nothing, and that's like to me, it's like, yeah, you're part of this, or you're just a scared ass bitch because they're gonna beat your ass after. You tell me. Well, he, but here's the thing: he shouldn't be scared. He got a pistol, and he sure will pull, pull it out and shoot a, a, you know, a black person with yeah. the quickness. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's what that's what kind of makes you think, like, yeah, maybe maybe this maybe that is what they've been doing. Yeah, and 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 that's and you know there was something happened like fifty cops and I think I, I talked to somebody I think it was Buffalo, New York. I'm not sure. Quit when they yeah. uh, fired. And so it's like, bro. If Bye. Got, yeah, it's like, but my thing is, where are all these racist? Are they? Are we going to have to deal with a racist militia after? Like, is there going to be like some crazy, you know, like a civil war? Let's go. Are we Are we going into civil war? Let's go. You know. I'm down to fight the fight. Yeah. yeah, I just bought 400 rounds of ammunition this morning. <laughs> not kidding. You know what I'm saying? Stockpile. Stockpile, baby. You don't want to bring that shit over here. But I ain't no. going looking for it either. That's for no. sure. No. There's no need. So you're good. You're, what are you doing? You're selling software? You know, yeah, I work for a big software company right now, man. And I'm stoked. Actually, they gave us today off of uh, Juneteenth. And I'm yeah. um, just chilling, man. Hanging out with the baby. Um Chilling, man. Chilling. Don't stop. Whatever. Living life. Fucking just doing the big, just doing the that the post snowboard thing. You know. Yeah. Let's. uh So when what with with snowboarding after farm, what do you do, bro? Were you just like done? Did you not pursue it? Were you over it? Did you just not get any love? It's such a weird industry, you know. Yeah, it is. Um. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it's kind of an interesting. Um to be honest, like, after the foreign thing went out, it kind of felt like, um, well, the, I felt like the issue was kind of, it didn't get really impacted from what I saw very hard in 2008 and nine. You know, I kind of felt like it trembled for a little bit and then it really got impacted around like, what, 2012, 13. And I just felt like, I just kind of saw things kind of tapering off. Like, you see all these big corporate sponsors pulling out of snowboarding. Uh, you see, you know, teams cutting people left and right. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall anyways. And I'm not that one that's just going to linger around and do something for, for, for just the fun of it. I mean, so much fun, but at some point, you know, as a professional, you do it to make money to support yourself and your family in the future. You know what I mean? And so when I, I so after forum, I kind of felt like some, like most people turned a blind eye, like Bull Candy kind of wrote me off and, and fucking we, you know, we had a contract in place and they, re, re, you know, reneged on it. So fuck you guys. I'll tell you right now. Um, wow. You know, what you said, uh-uh, sorry, yeah, goodbye. yeah, like, oh, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're bullshit. Stan Fox, fuck you guys too. Um, you know, hey, uh, you know what I mean? Not so, and then, <laughs> um, you know, there's a couple up there, out there, but you know, my homies from Ethica, shout out to those dudes. They've always had my back since day one. Love those guys. I'll rock their shit to, to the day I die. Um, but, and then, and, you know, I mean, it just got weird. And then I ended up riding for Nash and, you know, those guys did what they could for me. And I went to Big Bear and, um, I wanted to do something different because there was no budget to go film a, a video part and like a real video part and be and make it good you know what i mean so then i had to um you know kind of start spending money out of my own pocket and it got to the point where it's like i can't afford to go and you know to go travel and film these big real uh elaborate real parts but then i moved on i was like okay well what's the best, next, next best thing and 
social media was kind of buzzing at that point. You know what I mean? Instagram's getting bigger and bigger and Facebook and all that shit. So I was like, okay. So I moved to Big Bear and did a couple seasons there. And then I kind of got to the point, man, I was living down in Long Beach, California. I was going to Big Bear filming and I was just like, you know what? I don't even fucking like this shit no more. And I literally got to the point where I just woke up and I just regretted or, you know, dreaded going snowboarding. I was like, I'm, why am I even going there? And I was just like, fuck it, I'm not going anymore. And I just quit. Yeah. But I've always admired the athletes that got in and out. I, you know what I mean? I've, I've always looked at those. They're my favorite athletes that were like, they're in, they did their thing, and then they were gone. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's a weird sport. It's like interwoven with with a culture. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me circle back really quick. Oh, you spoke anything? Much love to my, my dude Aaron Bittner because he's the team manager now and he, he did throw me some headphones. So not you, Bittner, but the dudes that were there previously, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Before he hollers at me, like, well, oh, what? Really? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> hey, oh, you <laughs> do that? Oh, nah, bro. I didn't mean you, but shit. Yeah. yeah. The dudes that were working the corporate office. Yeah. I've heard, I've got a couple other people who that's uh, been the case. But uh, I, I never really dealt with them, so I, I don't know. I was past my time. It was after I throw my shit. In closing, Stevie, do you have any fears or not fears, but do you have anything that you're worried about moving forward from this this point in, you know, history? Um good question. I guess the the only thing that I fear is that we don't make a change and we'll go back to the same shit. You know, we'll go back to how we've been for the last couple hundred years. But I think that, you know, if we can get this douchebag out of office, I think things are going to change. And, you know, not to go down this rabbit hole then, but briefly, you know, I, I honestly don't even think President Trump was actually racist. I just think that he would do anything to win at all costs. And he saw that he wasn't going to win without winning. You know, a lot of these these, these predominantly white states where racism is, runs rampant in there because that's kind of the, 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 the card he had to play. You know yeah. what I mean? I look at a lot of photos back in the day of Trump hanging out with a lot of black people. But Russell Simmons was one of his best homies. That's what I'm saying. So that's what that's and that's what I mean by it. it's like I think the whole thing is just so fake because it's like it, they just want to be part of something. Like he's not part of that. He just that's just what he had to do to win presidency. And to keep that hope alive, he has to play on that card. And that card is being played out right now, but it started backfire on their asses. You know what I mean? And so like all this this neo Nazi shit, it's like I don't think it's ever gonna go away, but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna start. It's going to become smaller and smaller as the younger generations are awakened to what happened because it's not really us; it's our kids and what they're how they're seeing life right now. And seeing everything going on is what's going to change it. So it might not happen right now, but it's going to evolve to be better because that mindset will start to be irrelevant. Um, so I guess in closing, we're saying that the only thing I fear is that I only fear that sometimes somebody comes up to me or feels that I have to to uh, protect myself. It's going to get ugly, and I just don't. I don't like violence, man. I'm not about it, but I just feel like. Right now, I just think people are trying to, they're, they're testy, if you will. You yeah. know what I mean? Not saying in my area or nothing that ever happened, but I just I just don't like testy people because you know who's going to get in trouble. Oh, we are. <laughs> Every you know? time. That's Other than that, I don't really fear anything. Yeah. And that's my thing, like, civil war. And it's not a fear, it's a concern. So I probably shouldn't have said exactly. fear. I apologize for that. Definitely I'm concerned about it. But it's like, these crazy-ass people... You know, and, 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 and yes, I do believe in freedom of speech. 
but I don't believe in freedom of speech for uh, a group that tried to take over the world and decimate cultures. You don't yeah, get exactly. freedom. You lost. Like, as far as I'm concerned, they're, you know, prisoners. They have, they lost. They have no rights, you know? Like, people are quick to say, oh, prisoners have no rights. You know, they, they broke the law, so they don't get their freedoms. So what about these people? They shouldn't get their freedoms either because, you know, they're flying the flag of something that uh, tries to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. And that, you could, and that could be the, the Nazi flag. That could be the, uh, the, um, the Confederate flag. They try to divide the United States. This is what I don't get about it, too, on that. It's like people, you know, remember Colin Kaepernick need and people are like, oh my God, he's disrespecting the flag. And, and they made this uproar and they just try to divert around the real situation, which is coming back to, to life right now, or is that. But it's like, the, but they love the, to respect the Confederate flag when the Confederate flag tried to divide the United States. So yeah. isn't that disrespecting the military? Isn't that disrespecting the American flag? Because the American flag was on the other side, the, the opposing side, which they were fighting. Yeah. You, you, you fucking retarded. And That's you, what, I. I saw this thing on uh, the Facebook or the Instagram about Tim Tebow who kneeled because of abortion and oh he my got God, this fucking guy. And I don't know if it's true. It's uh, some of this stuff is so crazy that I'm seeing that I don't know if it's true, but then I turn the TV on and Trump is there saying some shit and I'm watching him say it. And, and, and I'm just like, wow. So maybe this other stuff is true, you know? Like and and Tim Tebow got praised for that. Yeah, yeah. Kaepernick got ostracized, and uh, you know, you that's know. how people are, bro. You know what I mean? People love to make money and indulge in the black culture until it comes to defending the black culture. Well, look at like the, uh, these girls putting booty implants and lip implants, like what are you and tanning for thirty-seven hours a day? <laughs> Leather back. You're you know, like, what are you trying to look like? And you're hating it to think, like, come on, bro. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, man. It's a crazy world out there, but I just I hope for the best, man. All, all I can do is just play my part, protect my family, and live, man. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And just be, try to be a good example, you know? Well, I think it that's is. it. Yeah, yeah. So like If we all do that, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right anyway. Yeah. What's that, been? Yeah, that's it. Cool. Well, hey, Stevie, it's a pleasure, man. I'm putting this little, uh, I'm going to put a little mini trip together next spring. And I want you there. It's just going to be, you know, 10, 12 people at a cool spot, undisclosed on, you know, public airways. And it'll be fun. Yeah, let me know, man. I'm, I'm probably not going to snowboard in the next couple of years, but if you do that, okay. Yeah. Shit's too expensive to go snowboarding. It won't cost nothing, bro. Well, don't worry about that. I can afford to go up to buy a lift ticket. I was just searching on another note. So that's another reason I, I just don't like snowboarding so much anymore because it's become so corporate. People can't even afford it because most snowboarders I know, if you're not pro, don't have any money. We were, but we bombed to go up to the mountain. You can't even do that no more. Six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Well, they're, they're making, you know, like Boreal's doing something. I sent something to Crystal Mountain out here. Where their Boreal's doing $25 lift tickets off for every, like, one Friday a month or every other Friday. And that's cool. Like, I'm not, I'm all for people getting their money. But give a little bit back, you know what I'm saying? Like, At least, dude. If you're selling out every single day, you can take one day a month and, and sell tickets for $25. And you're more than covering your costs. 
Yeah. Now, do you remember when we started snowboarding? Or like, well, at least I'm sure when you went, it was a little cheaper than I went. But I could get a, you could get a, a half day ticket for twenty five bucks. Oh yeah, it was yeah, easy. You know what I mean? I could scrounge enough money for the week to, to make that happen. I just, I used to just save my lunch money always. I used to get five dollars a day, and I just save it. So, yep. No problem. And then get your tread on. Yeah, rip the bus. Bus was free. Go up in school. No problem. Yes. Easy. Yeah, man. Well, that ain't it no more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people are doing it anymore. Bro, I went to Vail this winter, and I looked at, thank goodness, you know, the dudes at Fat Tire hooked me up. But, bro, lift tickets for like 200 and something dollars. Jeez. <laughs> 200 and something dollars. Man, that's crazy. That's a lot I mean, of money, bro. That's Lucci to go for. T- bro, that's that's a car payment to go spend five solid hours on the snow. Six hours, maybe. Bro, two hundred and something dollars. That's crazy. You would tell me that price, like, oh hell no, man. You better take that shit back, bro. I'll go lay by me a beer. I'm going back home. Yeah, I'm fit to go somewhere. It's about having a family of five, bro. That's a thousand dollars a day. Yep. That's a G right there. No, that's thank you. I gotta take my kid to Disneyland and listen to the kids cry all day in line. Yeah. No, you won't even for a thousand dollars a day, bro. You can get that super pass at Disneyland. Yeah, you absolutely. Don't you can get no a season line. pass at Disneyland. Yeah, my daughter goes to college down there, and it's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. For a season's pass. Yeah, well, we're in Long Beach. I think it was only it was a little bit more like nine hundred for for uh, the local pass or whatever. Yeah, so, he's probably getting the super pass on my child. She's my child. <laughs> that <laughs> VIP exclusive, don't even have to Oh, yeah. My shake, Mickey walks you in when you get there type shit. Oh, yeah. He got one of the, the Disney characters with you all day. Chilling. That's funny, man. That's chill. Oh, man. All right, Stevie. I'm going to let you get back to your family and your work. But it was good talking to you, and I appreciate you, and I love you, brother. Keep your head up. Yeah, much love, Russ, dude. I'm stoked, man. and uh. Yeah, hold on. I mean, let me know about that trick. I will for sure. All right. All right, doggy. One. Right.